This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. What's up, everybody? It's episode 64 of Beers in the Lot. This episode, we started things off talking about our upcoming Johnstown trip, which is happening this week. We are so excited. Then the conversation turned to Ovechkin and his goal-scoring record chase. And then the crew expressed our mutual disgust at the recent send-down to the Laval Rocket of Cole Caulfield. This one's a good one, so here we go. Let's crack beers. I'm excited. Mine smells good. I'm excited. Mine tastes good. That's probably a prerequisite, right? I want that, right? Yeah, in general. Yeah, yeah. What you drank in there, Aaron? I have a Cerveza Hermanos from the Brothers Craft Brewing. It's a Mexican-style lager. This is one of the ones that's out of Harrisonburg, right down the road. So Very well, it's, nice. It's, it's good. I like this. This, nice. this is good. Some good some good bottle art too. Yeah, the sugar skull. Yeah, the skull. Yeah, it's cool. What you got, John? Uh I'm What water do you have tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no water. It's November, sir. Oh uh, so I went <laughs> I went back to uh I don't know, I guess mother's milk. Uh just Clyde May's straight bourbon whiskey, ninety-two proof. So Back to bourbon in a lot. Yeah, dive right into the deep end. Why not? Recondition so. the liver. Yeah. <laughs> Get it back up after. Just give it a hearty punch. <laughs> yeah. Just give it a nice, nice chest punch. Uh, Daniel, what are you drinking tonight? I love lamp. <laughs> <laughs> it's my evil genius brewing company. And, uh, they make one of my one of my top beers that I like is hashtag adulting. And I saw this. It's pineapple Hefeweizen. Sounds delicious. And Not bad. Uh, yeah. I pretty good. Nice. I might love lamp as well. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have tonight, Riggs? I have Creeper West Coast. Uh I think it's Oh yeah, just just a West Coast pale, not a not an IPA, just a pale from uh, Old Mother Creeper. Nice. It's got got like a little comic book monster thing going on on the front here. A mm-hmm. little That's... bit of a little bit of a metal sort of vibe to you know album cover. You know, right. I, I was so, thinking of yeah. uh, is that a zombie who does that? Meet the Creeper. Yeah, yeah, that Me looks too. actually that's the same colors as be. on the front of a Rob yeah. Zombie. Uh, yeah, there we it go. Might be. I think we uncovered something. Uh. Well, I know, like, uh, there's a dude, one of the dudes that works at Old Mother, he's in a local uh, death metal band. So, yeah, maybe, maybe it's an homage <laughs> to an adjacent genre. Nice. <laughs> 
It's on theme too. It's only a day after Halloween, so you know, get some monsters and stuff. Yeah, that's Spit not bits. why. That's not why I got it. Brando and I were doing like a little beer tasting thing on Friday night, and oh this is one of the leftovers. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you got in one there. So well, a normal Friday night. We went. <laughs> we went. Yeah, we went for margaritas and stuff before, and then got some beers and played cards and whatever so yeah stuff excellent (laughs) so is there anything exciting happening this week i can't think of anything um i don't know (laughs) except uh oh yeah that tournament we always talk about and have talked (laughs) about for the last 53 weeks (laughs) (laughs) yes we are going to johnstown yes Although we're kind of bent about the schedule, but I'm sure we'll still have fun. It'll still be a good time. We'll still come back with stories. It'll be fine. We'll just be drinking at a different time of the day. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I think all those times are basically the same, but yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh. We're also going to the Pittsburgh Penguins game on Thursday night. So that oh, yes. rivalry game, Penn's Flyers. Yeah, that will be great. Hey. Very, yeah, fierce rivalry between the Flyers and the Pens. It's also hockey fights cancer night. So it's always cool to see. You know, they always mm-hmm. do some good tributes throughout the game and whatnot. It's nice to see. Pens have Sid back, thank God, and Carter. And Latang <laughs> is coming out of protocol, probably available Wednesday. I think I saw. So Perhaps. I didn't realize we'll see, uh, I didn't realize it was a back to back and we were on the second second game in a back to back. Yeah. So, so like Rigsby said, he won't have to grab a uh, a program. So yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> you know some players, right? Well right. There will there will as, actually be players that have recognizable names as, on the Yeah, ice. as Eric is complaining <laughs> that he would have needed a program, I'm sitting there like, Man, they should have called so and so up from Wilkesburg. This is so dumb. Why do we have this guy in there? He's like, You're a nerd. <laughs> you know what that happened uh had to have been two years ago now when uh we took uh my son to his first hockey game. Crosby and Malkin were both out of the lineup. And hmm. It was a one nothing game in overtime. Oh no! <laughs> Luckily, the Pens won, and uh, we got some excitement in, but uh, <laughs> definitely not a lot of scoring. Oh my god! Man. <laughs> That's rough. Of course, Rust had the game winner. Yeah, he always seems to. He always yeah. seems to. Real rusty. He's still week to week, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. man, we're getting the bodies back. It'll be all right. It'll be. It'll be fine. Not worried about it. Yeah, you you might make the argument that Sid is is looking a little um, mortal in the last game or the last game he played. One of the the big goals that I think the the go ahead goal in the last game for the other t- for Jersey it was off of Sid coughing. Yeah, up. he well, mm-hmm. nah, he yeah. shoved him down from behind. It was a penalty shot to Brat. Brad Barry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there was I mean, there was another goal. Uh, maybe it was the tying goal then, where Sid was trying to kick it back to the point to Latang, and he just he just whiffed his pass. And then Tang wasn't in the lineup. Not to Latang then. Whoever would do, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody. He was trying to send it back to the point, and 
he it just didn't get there. It was like a flipper. Went yeah. end over end and then scooped it up and took it in and ended up scoring. And you know, because it's him, he, he's probably been sitting there stewing about that game, too. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you could tell so at the end, good. too, when they got the empty netter, he he slammed the pocket, like shot the puck into the boards yeah. after he came out of the net. He was he's very frustrated. He, even Sid hates empty nets. Disgusting. <laughs> whole idea. Doesn't matter who scores. It appalls him. <laughs> Actually, I I mentioned that about Ovechkin. We, you know, Rigsby, congratulations. Uh, he moved further up the goal scoring chart, and he is now second all time in empty net goals behind the great one. That's that's, <laughs> that's big, big business. I will accept your your congratulations <laughs> on behalf of Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't give a rat's ass. Has, but, he, has he jumped Brett Hall yet? Or whoever was next? Is he number four, five, four? He was he only like a couple Deon, goals away from somebody. He passed Dion very early in the season. I think Brett Hall's next. I think he has like yeah, one more. Hall's next. Yeah. And then Yager is three, which conceivably, if he really goes off, he could, he may catch Yager this season. And he then the next two one, away. he's two away from Brett Hall. So it'll and be it's Yager. Yeah, and then it's Yager. Yager has what? 766? Yeah. He, yeah. If the rate is going, he will pass Yager yeah. this season. He probably would even if he slows. So And how's, and how's 801? So, I mean, those are like, he gets to Yager, like, I think Hal's going to fall, guaranteed. Yeah. Like, Hal's going to so. fall, but that, what's Gretzky, 894? Eight ninety four on the dot. Yeah, that's that's another almost hundred goals. We'll see. Past uh we'll see. Past how, yeah. I think he can do it. I hope if Ovechkin does it, like he gets nine hundred on the dot. I think that'd be kind of like a good good number. But also too, because Gretzky always like talks about that ninety two goal season. He's like, I wish I got a hundred. It just would have looked so much better in the record books as 100 versus 92. <laughs> because it's a big, even number. It's like 100. And I'm like, 92 is still a lot, too. Like, I'll still that's, check. That's, like, that's a lot of freaking goals. <laughs> yeah. like, that's a dickhead comment right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Especially since he holds the number two spot as well for most goals in a season. He's got 92 season and then an 87 season. Then it's a yeah. few guys, and then he's got a 73. Like, the guy, yeah, I wish I'd gotten 100, whatever. <laughs> I don't like that, though. Like, that kind of, like, he was motivated. He, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. but And now still. he's he's very great. Now he's, like, super gracious. Like, he kind of, I, I don't blame him. He probably does want Ovechkin to pass it. Like, it would kind of be cool. But then I think if Ovechkin passes it as a, Russian hockey player. I think there's like going to be a lot of young Canadians that are like, I'm coming for that. I don't know how I'm going to do it in my <laughs> lifetime, but I'm coming for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of like the young, the younger generation uh, Canadian national players, they don't have that old school Canada versus Russia rivalry in their blood anymore. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that happens anymore. And I, I think, like, if you look at some of the prospects that have come up 
recently, they all have like Ovechkin stories, you know, they like, and so I don't know. It just seems like those lines have blurred now. And do you think it's because Russia isn't what it used to be on the international stage? No, I just, I just think from a hockey call, from a hockey culture perspective, we're we're like two or three generations removed from the summit series and all that shit that went on, you know that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like those those kind of fierce competitive series don't. Russia hasn't been very competitive on the international no, scene. They really I think haven't. they have. No, I think they have been. I think they're still strong, but like I, it's more about that that deep seated hate that especially on the Canadian side that they had for Russian and Soviet hockey. It's, it's two or three generations past like the, the current generation of players in the last like 10, 15, 20 years, like they have no concept of what that summit series was and like what all happened, um, you know, between the, those two countries from a hockey standpoint and how that, was bleed over both directions in politics internationally. So I think like the kids now, they, they probably just look at the individual players and they're like, yeah, this guy's awesome. I love watching him. I, I, I want to be like him. You know, that's a big part of it too, because it used to be that there weren't any Russian players in the NHL. There weren't, you weren't seeing Russian players on your TV on hockey night in Canada you were only seeing them in the Olympics and they were beating your team or whatever, or were always a tough, tough team to play against. So there was, there was this mystique. It's like, there's, we're, we're going to the Olympics and we're going to play this Russian team against guys that we don't see that they're really good. But now I, yeah, you got good Russian players on every team. Alexei Kovalev was a God in Montreal. Like Canadians love their Russian players now. So I think that, the kids like you said the kids are growing up watching russians play and they're like hey these guys are good i like this and they're they're happy to see good players come out of wherever to be on their team so i think that's a big part of it i guess especially the new like the olympic committee that's going to beijing pavel burry has a big hand in it Zam- uh alexander jamnoff is the coach Gonchar and Fedorov are going to be the assistant coaches on that team. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kind of in a funny way. Like if you put that team on ice, like the coaching staff, like you, you match them up against like Sully and stuff. Like the Russians will smoke them. Easy. <laughs> <Sully>. <laughs> like John Cooper's coaching Canada, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I actually think team Canada is the weakest playing coaching staff. Most likely. <laughs> so, sorry I mean, we're talking about the coaching staff going so, out there but yeah so when they challenge each other before and after practice like in uh mighty ducks 2 yeah right uh, and they have yeah. the one-on-one battle between the coaches yeah <laughs> i see i see sully going for knees regardless if he's upper or not he's just chopping knees <laughs> Sally's just sticking people that's great (laughs) but yeah I mean I don't think that that rivalry's there anymore because I think the countries have outgrown it and they're they're beyond that from hockey you know 
hockey culture standpoint? U.S. Canada, I think, is a big one. Finland, Sweden. Finland, Sweden is always big. Yeah, that's always that's, yeah. It's always huge. Like you said, with the politics part of it too. Like used to be that Russia was just flat out the enemy, and I mean, without getting too deep into politics, it's not really the same as it was. Some would say <laughs> they right. still are. So, right. Some would say <laughs> yes. Sure. Some Again, not getting too deep into are. into politics, <laughs> but Stop it, guys. Russia is not <laughs> the enemy. They're all out to kill us now. Like like that's that's how it used to be. <laughs> and that probably added to the rivalry. The first rule on here is no politics. <laughs> you don't talk it. <laughs> the Cold War's over. That's my point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're 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 so far away from that yeah. as as societies and as hockey communities now that it just it's just players and teams now, right? You know. I really appreciate the placement of your TV tonight, John. Oh yeah, thanks. that's that's very convenient. Yeah, yeah like thank you. Where where are you tonight? Thank the hotel staff for us. I'm a, <laughs> I'll, I'll thank them. I'm in a uh, nondescript <laughs> hotel location on the eastern seaboard. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. In a landlocked state. I'll leave it at that. Eastern seaboard, landlocked state. Wait, Making your way you, towards Johnstown. Yeah, are you already there? What the? F- I'm not. I'm. <laughs> you have the fridge will, open already. I will neither confirm nor deny that I am in a state associated with Johnstown, Pennsylvania. But <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm in the area, uh, not Johnstown area, but I'm in the area for work. So yeah, yeah, hotel for like the billionth night on a Monday night, whatever. But, All week, man. Yeah, all week. I know. Um, yeah. I actually have like behind me uh, the it's on YouTube. It's the highlights of 1970 through 79. Uh, the hockey night in Canada stuff. So seven. Every, yeah, you guys know I'm a big sucker for 70s hockey, especially like 70s era Leafs when they had Lanny. Oh, Mike Pompatier and goal. I was yelling at everybody before they told me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> We're but, trying to fix the sound, man. I know. <laughs> well, kind of, you know, weird segue here talking about somebody that should shut up. All of us about that Cole Caulfield thing because as oh today, my Monday, God, this is bullshit. He got sent down to the minors to Laval. What crap. the hell? Bullshit. Disagree. I the charm. I, I show it as <laughs> I, I think Bergevin and Ducharme, I think it's like a an act of aggression against USA hockey. I, <laughs> I, well, I don't know. Maybe he will. He probably does need to get going. A lot of stuff well, in Montreal has not looked decent to the point this year. I'll be honest. He's he's still on his entry level deal, right? So yes, yeah, second year because playoffs don't burn or it. First year, first year playoffs I don't, don't burn it. I don't know. Um, I don't know what their other contract situations are and who can be who can go down and come up without having to go through waivers and all that because quite frankly I don't care enough about the Canadians to look that up. But that contract they can move, right? Yeah. And if if mm-hmm. they felt like they had He's to waiver exempt too. So if exactly yeah. that's what I mean. He's so, on the ELC. So if if they yeah. felt like they had to make a move to try and get things going. 
that's one that's very easy to do right but it's the wrong move so. <laughs> wrong move yes you're wrong i did i did see like a bunch of i did see like in a funny and like some funny tweets replying to that zegris tweet that he tweeted in the summer like to the nhl account like yeah i don't think that'll shock you to 40 goals yeah. someone was like well he didn't say which league so it's just, oh, it's kind of funny i'm like like that's kind of cold and then i did see like some people like kind of making the joke about cole caulfield and his height they're like, I don't understand how this player will grow in any way, shape, or form down to He's a staunch defender of like the guys that are short that play hockey. I, that's a direct attack. Did you feel like I was gonna say did you feel like that was a bow. personal attack? Yeah. That was a ricochet <laughs> shot. Yeah. It was off the, oh, yeah. off the bow. They, I don't appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, they were definitely going after you by making fun of Cole Coffin. Yeah, that one guy on oh. beers in the lot. Fuck yeah. him. Yeah. The little, the little dude. <laughs> the little no, but like fella. if that team if that team needs to get get going. Like that's a guy that could help you get going. You just got to work through the slumps. The whole team is in a slump. They're not, no, no one is scoring goals, you know? So keep them in the lineup, let them work through it. Let the team work through it and they'll be fine. Marner just got his first goal of the season this weekend. So like that shows you, there's a lot of guys that are off the rocker already early in the season. I mean, it's just it's just the way it works. It's also we just got to November. October hockey sucks. November early November hockey isn't that much better because slightly those players don't get going until much later in the season. Usually not till after Thanksgiving. So and usually it's the whole Pittsburgh team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they don't get going until later. Yeah, they're all injured until like February, and then we get healthy right after the All Star break. Yep. The last couple of years, that's what happens. And if you look at just his individual numbers, he's getting shot attempts. He is getting scoring chances. They're just not going in. Eventually, they go in. So yeah. leave him in the lineup. He's a young player. Let them figure it out. If they think that they're a legit contender to go back to the final this year, they're joking themselves. They, they, Carey Price would need to steal all games. He's not even playing. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why they're like <laughs> yeah. in the toilet right now. Well, I do think, like, like I, I do think that team understands they were out over their skis last year. Like, it was right? not a random. Like, oh, yeah, we built this team to contend for a Stanley Cup. I think they built the team to get into the playoffs and their strengths at the time of last year, which made sense, were defense and goaltending. And, yes, they got you to the dance. And then Suzuki and Cole Caulfield and some of the other guys were found money. But you got to remember, yeah. Deneau, like had, like, what, one or two goals the entire time as your number one center, and he played shutdown role. So his job was actually to go head-to-head against the other team's top line and shut them down, which is not normally how it works. So right. their deployments were a little funky, and Carey Price played spectacular. Shea Weber was all banged up and still played. Petrie played, yeah, same thing, it, to the pinnacle of his talent. And he's a very good player still. But Jake Allen is not Carey Price, and he's playing very well, but it's 
They're constantly under siege. And when you don't have Shea Weber, Philip Deneau is no longer there. There's a lot. Yeah, Suzuki gets elevated. It it changes matchups and lineups constantly. And and against the Lightning, you're always playing the defensive matchup. On the fourth line, you are a defensive center <laughs> yeah. against their <laughs> offensive or center on the other side. Like, they just have too much depth. There was no way they were going to compete. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, but no, yeah. Canadians are 29th in goal differential. They're, Tied for 27th in goals four. They're like third, third worst in goals against like they're nobody's playing well on that team. So it just, it seems like a really odd thing to send down the guy who's probably the favorite to score goals. And I don't know. Makes it, it, it has to be something like, he was the only one waiver exempt and they weren't willing to put anybody else through waivers or, and they just needed to make some sort of change. So it, he'll probably be back. I mean, it did come right at 10 games. So you have to think that maybe they're, I, I don't, I don't think that they can do anything like he's, he's already like, this is his rookie season. I don't think any, anything can change that, but um, CBA guy might be able to correct me on that. But, I think that this is this is purely like you said, Rick. This is a shake-up move, and they have to do uh, something. So he's he's played ten games, but does that mean that if he doesn't play anymore, does his because he's not a, he's not eligible to slide anymore because he's twenty, he's not nineteen, so he can't do that entry-level slide thing where if you don't play enough games, then your contract goes another well another once year, the right? no once the 10th game comes up in that first yeah. year it's burnt yeah mm, okay so they didn't even they didn't even get to save that yeah i don't think that he was eligible anyway so, i don't think that you could do that past a certain age i think he already did slide one year but i i don't know well, it's an I age do know, thing and it's a game thing so i i, I don't know, know what it's an age thing him, but i know he played 10 games already this season so it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's null and void, regardless right. of yeah. if it's the age thing at that point. So, so. yeah, it's it's got to be it's got to be a shakeup attempt, and that had, he had to be the most convenient one to to move down. That that has to be it. I'd be curious how that discussion went. I, I know <laughs> hey, exactly Cole. how it went. No, I <laughs> know exactly business. how it went. Yeah. Bergevin, Bergevin said, "I'm making this move," and he made it. I'm saying, do you think, what do you think, like, in your head, how do you think Cole feels about that? Now I've got to start saving my pennies because they only make 70 grand a year in the minors. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the kid, right? But I think that is a touchy sort of time in a player's career. So it comes in. I mean, his, you know, his beginning of calendar year 2021 through the summer was amazing exactly wins wins world junior gold wins a hobie baker uh goes to the stanley cup final he goes oh no scores in the Stanley. no 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 so then he goes pro after wisconsin scores in his first game with laval he goes to laval he's tearing it up there he gets called up He's tearing it up with Montreal towards the end of the season. He goes into the playoffs, super hot still. Helps them get to the final. 
did there's play a regular season game with them last he had a couple overtime winners back to back didn't he yeah i already said no. he came in super he went to laval he went to montreal he went in the playoffs so then he goes in the summer with a lot of expectations right and he comes into this season it's beginning of the season he's not playing well the team's not playing well let's take that back he's actually playing pretty well it's just not going in and now you're telling him that you need to go down how does how does he react to that right like i don't know because I again, like I don't know him. I've never yeah, met this. We team, don't know him, but but how does he react to that? For me, if I was like a coach or a GM, I would want to help him. Like that player, I would want to help him work through it where he's at. Again, I don't know the kid, but that message is that seems messed up to me. I don't know. Well, it could even be a language thing. It could be that maybe he's not speaking French in the locker room and that's not motivating the team enough or something. Who knows? I mean, that's been a Montreal problem before. (laughs) That's a Montreal problem. (laughs) And, and I'm sorry. Like I, like Eric said, like if, if you're telling me a kid who's that immensely talented, can't figure it out, like within a role, like, also, what is the coaching staff? And granted, I don't follow Montreal enough to like go like, all right, this is what they do and right. breakouts and all that nonsense. Like, what is the coaching staff doing to jumpstart him? Like, that's something where like I know uh, Sheldon Keith does it, and we kind of you know poke fun at him recently because it's easy, but like he would put Nylander and Marner out on the penalty kill intentionally to get some puck touches up, but also because they're a threat shorthanded. Like it makes the other team straight up say, we got to watch what the hell we're doing with the point because these guys can do some stuff. And then Marner just through typical work the other night gets kind of a cookie because he went hard in on the four check. Like that's part of coaching. Like I'm sure someone on the staff told him like, Hey man, you need to get a little deeper in on the four check, help these guys out on your wingers. And look, he gets a goal. And now Barner will probably rip off a bunch of points in a row. I guarantee it. And you always hear like, especially some snipers and goal scorers, like you're up, you know, by a goal, the goalie pulls, you know, goalie gets pulled whenever you get on the ice and get an empty net, whatever. But like, it's little stuff like that that get those guys going. Like how is the Montreal staff not helping Cole get to that point? How are they not helping their first round pick? Yeah, they right. help Suzuki. They give him a fat ass contract. Like, help them. with all that skill, proven skill at the yes. NHL level. Yep. Find, you know, what can he do to contribute to getting that team going? You know, and it, and look, it's not all on him either. Like Cole Caulfield is not going to get Montreal out of whatever funk that they're in right now. I think they've got. I think they got roster issues. We already talked about the goaltending. You know, I like they're not they're a good team, but they're not like they're not a contender. But, yeah, we know that. 
Just I mean, because at, they were in the final, right? Look at like, like uh, second year Connor McDavid. He couldn't even get the Oilers out of their funk. So I mean, no. <laughs> has he gotten he, he them out of the funk yet? No, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're still in the well. shell. <laughs> Just curious. Boy, I mean, what's their record this year? They're doing well. They're like eight, eight and two or something. Like, yeah, they're, they're doing well. They lost their first couple of games recently. But how many years? They are has been in the six league? and one. But also, but also, we all know, like Edmonton, we know they're going to get to the dance. They got to get through a few rounds. That's what they got to do. Like we know they'll get to the dance. It's they're looking okay so far this year. They they played seven games. They're six and one. Yeah, their third best goal differential in the West. They're doing all right so far. It's early though. You got to remember, that. it's very early. Very very but early. They need to do something about goaltending. Yeah, because Mike Smith's hurt. We'll see what happens in the coming weeks and months. I'd be very curious to see what the goaltending landscape looks like in <laughs> next couple of weeks. But Mark Bergevin, with your beautiful red suit jackets, <laughs> please, 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 <laughs> please bring, bring Cole, Cole back, back, so we can watch him. Hey, come back. <laughs> 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 goal Caulfield come on now yep. well no no goal Caulfield right now <laughs> yeah, <well. laughs> HL Caulfield <laughs> alright that'll do it for episode 64 episode 65 is going to have plenty of Johnstown stories we're going to do our best to even record a little bit while we're there in theater as Riggs likes to say and we'll probably be posting some pictures in Discord even. Who knows? So jump on over to beersandalot.com slash Discord. Jump in if you want to catch some of that potential content. So until next week, thank you for listening this week. If you're one of our regular listeners, you know we love you. Thank you so much for your support. If you're a new listener, we hope to come back for episode 65. And everybody, have a good one. Catch you next week. <laughs>